talked to you about the game, gave you my perspective, told you my story of, whoa, trying to get out of SoFi Stadium. What a beautiful place. Let's get some insight. Let's get some expertise. Let's turn to a guy, one of my favorite people in the business, by the way, and he's a tennis player. Although I would, I would, I would venture to say I might have a slight advantage if we play, but we haven't done it yet. He hosts a five-day-a-week. Think about that. Five-day-a-week NFL podcast, the Pick 6 podcast. It is excellent. He is Will Brinson. He joins me now. Hello, Mr. Brinson. What's up, buddy? Well, what's going on, man? Um, you know, I don't uh, – one, it's always nice to be reminded that the podcast is five five days a week. Really, now it's like seven to eight shows a week during the season, which <laughs> you know, it feels like it just runs from now until all of eternity. Oh, yeah, it's like, every day you know, now. Too. And emergency pods. And emergency pods, yeah, really. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really it's really just, just so many podcasts. So many podcasts. <laughs> does Rand, does Randy Brickley have like a phone number that just like buzzes directly into your brain when breaking news happens? He's one of our colleagues. Yeah, well, and you know what usually happens is the people who um, schedule the video stuff are um, they're like, "Hey, can you do one o'clock on Wednesday?" I'm like, "I have a, we have a podcast every day at one o'clock, but not that anyone would notice or care." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and on the tennis front, I mean, I, my game is my game is rubbish right now. So you would you would slaughter me if we played tennis. I mean that you're speaking. It's like when people say, "Oh, I'm not very good at poker." It's you're invited. I mean that is that is exactly where I want my opponent to be. Um, I was at the game last night, and I know you've done so far. It was my first time. Will what a what a m- magnificent venue that place is. Yeah, you, you, you get to so far, and you sort of figure out why the NFL wanted to get to Los Angeles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, I see what you were willing to uh-huh. maneuver. Like, 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 you know, collude and maneuver amongst your owners and, uh, you know, like ruin, like ruin multiple cities in order to get, like multiple cities, long-lasting fan bases uh, in order to get there. Oh, I see why now. So if I say, and I mean, NFL Network's basically connected to it, you know, like the whole NFL media operation. So now it's all, it's all consolidated how the NFL operates within, within Los Angeles. Yeah, th- that new venue is really cool, too. Uh, Will Brinson here on the show. So it's one game. I get it. I understand it. But the Bills still, a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure, right? The mantle of being the betting favorite, and for a lot of people, just the general favorite to, to be champions this year. Josh Allen expected to continue his form of excellence, maybe even be MVP. What um what did you take away from Buffalo's performance in that game last night, Will? I mean, you know, I think that a Buffalo, so I, I, was, I was on like a random like a text thread here with some folks in Raleigh, and um, – so I was like, is, is, are the Bills really the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Like the Bills? You know, it's like, you know, because people, you know, checking in. You know, nobody's, you know, people, you know, if you don't write about the NFL for a living, you're, you know, you're probably not following it, you know, 24-7 over the course of the offseason. It's like, really? Buffalo's a favorite. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, might have the best roster in football, tons of weapons, some questions about how Ken Dorsey will be as the new OC, um, you know, but not a whole lot, like, of issues. With it. And, and Dorsey, you know, answered the bell big time. I thought he was fantastic in his play calling. It's, you know, he had these uh, opportunities where, I mean, like, frankly, he played, you know, he was playing chess in the, in the 40 chess, and the, the Bills were in the Rams were playing checkers in terms of their play calling. Like, you you know, you saw that um, the long touchdown to Diggs, right? It was a, uh, I think it was a third down, and uh, like third down to four maybe, and yeah. out there, roll Allen out to the right as, as the Rams are bringing all kinds of pressure, and you've got this shot down the field, you know, for, for man, you know, single man coverage is wide open. And same thing with the Gabe Davis. Like, just the timing of these plays that he was calling were, were just, I mean, just out, out dueling the Rams at every turn. So I, I thought that was a big, uh, big takeaway for me is that this offense doesn't look like it's going to skip a beat. And that was against the defense that has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. 
Uh, so Buffalo, to me, very justifiably the, the favorite to win the division, I mean, favorite to win the, the, the Super Bowl. Josh Allen should be the MVP favorite. He should be like two to one this morning. And you know, I, 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 I'm sure there'll be some bumps in the road for the Bills because they're, you know, there always are for every NFL team. But this looks like a, you know, stone cold lock to win that division and to, to maybe make a deep playoff run. And to your point on on Dorsey's performance, I was up in the 400s with a bunch. I went with a buddy of mine who's a Bills fan, so I sat with a bunch of Bills fans. And the tone and tenor of every conversation, when it would get to the point where these guys were complaining about Dorsey being too conservative and not taking a shot down the field, and clearly he's going to run the ball it's third and short, at that exact moment he would juke the Rams' off the defensive plan and do exactly what you're talking about. It was like it, it was so perfectly set up. And on the other side of that was a. Again, it's one game, Will Brinson, but was a Rams team that I thought the 10-10 scoreline at halftime was very fortunate for L.A. I mean, I, I thought the Bills, despite some struggles in the second quarter, outclassed them for almost the entire game. I know it's a single game. They've, they're missing a lot. Of, a lot of folks have, have moved on, Von Miller among them, obviously on the other side of the, the equation in last night's game. Is there any reason to be concerned about the Rams as, as contenders, or is it one game against a really good team and everything's fine? Yeah, and I would also point out, too, and this could tie in with the Rams if you want it, but the Bills' defensive line is a, is a whole different animal this year. Um, Von Miller is the number one pass rusher. He looks like prime Von Miller. He's 30, 34 years old, I think, 33 years old. He's doing, like, double-duck slide moves around, around you know, uh, uh, Rams, I think it was Noteboom over there on the left side. Um, and Gregory Rousseau and, uh, and Boogie Basham, look, and, you know, all the, they just look great. Now, the question is, what did – is the Bills' defensive line having a, you know, pr- pr- ready to have a breakout season? Like, are these are Gregory Rousseau, Boogie Basham, and AJ Panessa like all taking a step forward as Von Miller is sort of mentoring them, or is it a case of Andrew Whitworth is now gone and the Rams suddenly have a problem at the, on the offensive line? Because the takeaway for me on the Rams was, um, if you're mid, you're missing Von Miller, so your pass rush obviously takes a step back and it's even compounded when he's on the other side, right? Um, you're missing Andrew Whitworth. So your offensive line takes a step back, and it looked obvious that that was the case. And then, you know, you're missing Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson, and it really didn't – it felt like sort of the um, second part of the Super Bowl where, you know, the, the Rams looked like they were going to take over. Odell Beckham scores that touchdown. Then he gets hurt, and all of a sudden with no nobody else besides Cooper Cup, it was like the, the offense sort of stagnated a bit. And, you know, Sean McVay was – very disappointing in his play calling. He was calling runs on first down, uh, basically like every first down early on until they, you know, until they got in the hole. And it's like, you know, they would have second and long, third and long. And, you know, Matthew Stafford was just put in a position where he's under pressure in these second and long, third and longs, and you can't, the routes aren't going to develop fast enough. You've only got Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby there too. It's just, it, it felt like, it felt like there's a piece missing, a piece or two missing with that Rams offense. So I'm concerned, but but you know it, it was the bill. It's like I, I, I think we decided on the, the podcast we're like 2.5 out of 10 concerns. If they if they go and like lay an egg at home to the Falcons next week, then it's like a 9.7. <laughs> yeah, right. Will Will Brinson here on the show. Will who um who's the favorite for you in the NFC West this year? Is there a clear cut leader of the pack that you think will emerge? Um, I think the Niners to win that to win the division. Uh, so really? I mean, I guess I'll say them, but you know, it's hard. It's hard to you know, it's a, it's very much an unknown. Like we got Sunday, we got Trey Lance going on going on to Chicago to play the Bears, and he like you know, if they lay an egg there, then it's like, well, what the, you know, what the hell's going on with this division? Um, 
you know, with the, you know, I think we were probably gonna need more than one week, Bill, just because like <laughs> you don't want to bury early. the Rams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, like, you don't want to bury the Rams, right? And then, and all of a sudden, because you know they had they had stretches last year where they didn't look good, and then you know they they got it together. And, and this was just one game in you know, season opener against a really, really, really good team, maybe the best team in football. So, I mean, I would take the 49ers right now, but that's you know a little bit easier when I had them before, and now I have the benefit of a Rams loss, you know. And you don't want to jump on the the Kyler Murray doesn't have to study clause removed, you know. What, I, I can't remember ten and zero they started last year, whatever it was. Uh, eight, they were eight and one. Eight and, and one. Like, and then they and then they finished like like eleven and six or like 10 yeah. and seven. Wheels came <laughs> off. Something. Yeah, right. it's like. But it's, the problem is like when you start looking at it, it's like wow, look at that at Texas Tech every year too. That's doesn't feel like a coincidence. Hmm. All right, so we're going. I, I, my our producer loves that because he once made the case that Trey Lance was better than Tom Brady. So he's he's on the Trey he's on the Trey Lance uh, train. Will Brinson here on on the show. Will Lamar Jackson has set a deadline of today. I, it sounds like from what he from his his interaction with the media for a new deal to get done. It hasn't yet. Obviously, the market has been greatly moved for quarterbacks by Deshaun Watson and some of the deals that have been somewhat influenced by that. What um. What's the proper takeaway on the? I don't know if it's a standoff or what you want to call it between the Ravens and their and their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, as, a, as someone who picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, I hope he doesn't sign a contract because I want him playing motivated, a la Joe, Joe Flacco, uh, back when the Ravens won it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the last time that this happened with the Ravens, it was like they you know, standoff, it. couldn't get a deal done, and like, all right, Joe, you want all that money? Go bet on yourself and win the Super Bowl. He's like, all right, I'm going to go win the Super Bowl. They're like, sure, we'll we'll take that. I mean, I think I think you know, the same point. You know, the point remains, right? Like the the Ravens, will, the Ravens have to give Lamar Jackson a, you know, a fifty million fully guaranteed, fifty million a year fully guaranteed deal. Uh, you know, if, they they probably will if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like it's worth it. It's like all right, you know, we'll hamstring our cap for a little while. Um, I, my guess is, and my thing is, I think Bill is is it's probably the fact that he doesn't have an agent that makes it so difficult because. Think about it, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're preparing for the season and you're doing all this work to get ready for the year to start, and you know, you're trying to focus on football. And like, I mean, are you grinding on contract numbers? I mean, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, look, you know, just let's just just give me the 24 million this year, and then you know, I'll be awesome, and then you'll have to pay me. Yeah, you know, like, like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to deal with a bunch of incentive clauses or escalator clauses or all of that. I mean, there's moms helping them out, but it's like I would just be like, look, I want this amount of money for this many years pay me that amount and let's go win some more Super Bowls and so if they, if they win one or they make a deep playoff run or they're really good this year it just makes it that much easier but yeah I mean if I were the Ravens I would want to pay him before the season because the price tag is only going to go up after this year I would guess well we're Brinson on that note and just be alerted to potential emergency podcast for you I don't know what the standard is, Mark is. Jackson getting paid right now he well this is the good news for you he decided to turn down the Ravens offer he will make that Ooh. 23 or 24 million dollars uh, and he's expected to be franchise tagged after the season, according to Adam Schefter. So if you had Friday plans and you were like, man, I really want them to be disrupted so I can maybe do an emergency pod and go on CBS Sports HQ and talk about this, congratulations, your dreams have come true, buddy. <laughs> no, I, think I, turned, I think we turned down a, turned down a contract. You're good? Give us, yeah, we did. No emergency pod for a turn down. A new contract today, probably an emergency pod. I mean, but again, like, they probably boils down to this, Bill, is like Lamar Jackson <laughs> – Lamar Jackson said, "Hey, look, I want, I want to fully get, like, I want more money than Deshaun Watson. I've won an MVP, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I've been a better player than him, and it's just true. Um, and, and the Ravens are like, look, we don't want to do fully guaranteed because 
we don't want to put all that money in escrow, and it's, you know, it's, it's very difficult to get the cap. So here's what we want to do, blah, blah, blah. And Lamar's like, look, I'm not, I'm just not going to do that deal. You know, I want, I want, the, I want this Deshaun Watson deal, but richer. And so that's probably the stalemate in the, in the, in the, in the issue between the two sides. And you know, I don't blame Lamar Jackson at all for saying I want all that money, and I'm, I guess I don't blame the Ravens for being like, well, you know what, screw the Browns. It's their fault, not our fault. Agree. Yeah, uh, Brinson, let me ask you this question, and I. You, you said the Buffalo's the favorite. You said that you think Josh Allen will be the MVP. Vegas thinks that's the case. It, I certainly get it. It's it's utterly reasonable. But I just I keep – maybe I'm too much of a Chiefs homer because I used to write about that team and live in that town. My kids are born there and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, they've made a couple Super Bowls. They've won that division every year. Mahomes has been the starter. They've made the AFC Championship game four years in a row. I know Tyreek Hill's not there, but – they still are the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there a chance that we're just maybe a little bit taking for granted that organization in the AFC? You mean in the sense of like everybody's just the talk, the hype, the, the shiny new thing is somebody else? Yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. 100%, 100%. I think, I mean, and it's, and it's not even the Bills that's causing it. It's the, um, it's the Chargers and the Raiders and the right. Broncos with all their fancy new toys. Like, ooh, Devontae Adams. You know, like, and then the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. It's like, well, they're doomed. You know, Andy Reid's never been able to put it together without Tyreek Hill. And it's, it's, like, it's so ridiculous. It's like, I mean, to me, the, the Chiefs at like plus 160 to win the division, and maybe 175 now, is, is one of the best bets out there. I mean, I think – I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to be very motivated to let people know that they can, in fact, win football games without Tyreek Hill. And you know, not that, like, Marcus Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, Michael Hardman. You know, I would say in all season, you can kind of take those guys and Frankenstein them into a, you know, like its own version of a the Tyreek Hill without, you know, with three guys instead of one, which is not, not quite as efficient. Um, and, 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 look, I mean, like, you know, but, like, Juju can do the underneath stuff. Miko can, you know, is, knows the playbook. Can run these old jet sweeps. Can do the, you know, the, the explosive. And then MBS is the big downfield threat. Like, I, I think it'll work out fine, especially if they play with this tempo that, that's been rumored that they're just going to come out and just go nuclear fast. Um, you know, the defense is still going to be an issue, and the, you know, they need the they run a game. Like, they need to find, uh, you know, they need to find a legitimate, you know, like Clive Evers-Alaire needs to take it. You know, figure it out and like become the feature back for them. But yeah, I think I mean I love the Chiefs to to win the division. I love the Chiefs to make a deep run. I think Mahomes is decent, like kind of decent value at MVP, especially if they start slow at all because the price will go way up. Um, but I think I think they were being they were being overlooked by the general public and by the media. I think. All right, well, Brenton, very quick. We got to run. I know you got to run. Um, not an emergency pod, but you probably to field forty-one phone calls from CBS Sports HQ because that's always fun. Um, and I love you, CBS Sports HQ, if you're listening. Uh, let me ask you this very quickly. Every Friday at the end of the show, we do a bum of the week where we nominate a bunch of people from sports who are bums, and then I name one of them bum of the week. Anybody? I should ask you this every Friday you're on. Anyone you want to nominate? Just anybody, colleagues, athletes, anyone out there. You don't have to, but if anyone comes to mind, I'll put them on the list. Okay. Um... Bum of the week. Uh, you probably put. I mean, you know. I mean, like I don't want. I mean, Allen Robinson or you know Cam Ak- or Cam Akers. <laughs> Cam Akers. There, like, the, yeah, already and, uh, and just and he didn't him. do anything wrong. But I'll throw Ryan Wilson on there too, just for fun. That's what I was going for. I mean, Ryan Wilson belongs on this. I don't, I don't even need to know why. Our colleague Ryan Wilson nominated. My friend, thank you for being on. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, you can subscribe to Will's daily NFL podcast and get all the emergency pods as well wherever you get your podca- podcast. It is the, the Pick 6 podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's named after Jay Culler, but it should be. Will Brinson, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for uh, Thank you for the time.
All right, Bill. See you, buddy.